welcome to Hawk Talk. It's my Hawk's Geek Culture podcast where we talk about geek stuff, nerdy stuff, and all sorts of awesome. My name is Danny Shepard, and joining me as always, whenever it's convenient, is my lovable band of goons starting with Jeremy Lee. <laughs> Brap, that young. Tony Smith. What it do, baby boo? How and are you? Oh, sorry. No, no, I was actually, I have a really good line, guys. What it do, baby boo? It does what it's told or it gets the hose again. Okay. <laughs> All right, and and replacing Noel for the day is Hal Redberg making his Hawk Talk return. A bad feeling about this. You do have a bad feeling about this. So, if you guys like the show, be sure to support us over on Patreon. We got a lot of changes coming to Patreon. It's going to begin hopefully somewhere in January when we launch, relaunch the second channel, now dubbed Ismahawk TV where we will also be launching two new shows, Off the Rails, which is Tony's new 30-minute talk show, which is basically where we talk about, basically where we go off the rails. Kind of like what we do on this show, except we actually advertise that we're doing it, so if you like that, then you get more of that on that show. We'll talk about pretty much any topic that you guys want us to talk about. We're going to answer a lot of your questions. Then, Noel's new show, I'm pointing at Hal, but Noel usually sits here. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Noel's new show, which is called The Isma Vlogs, And the Isma Vlogs will be coming out weekly. It's a weekly uh, vlog behind-the-scenes show, which will be on the second channel as well, Isma Hawk TV. Uh, these are anywhere from 5 to 10-minute long behind-the-scenes sort of vlog videos going in, going over uh, things that we, that, I guess, productions that we have. Pretty much anything. We'll be Twitch streaming a little bit. We'll be doing tons of fun stuff. Uh, we're going to make a video that's just explaining what the word Ismahawk means, where it came from. And also, that episode will also show you sneak peeks of, not really sneak peeks, but like old videos that we haven't posted on YouTube. Like the really bad stuff. Oh, the stuff boy. that's so bad it can't be on YouTube. So we'll show you <laughs> clips of those videos. The not stuff the whole I thing. had tight, nothing guys. to do with. Oh, man. <laughs> yes. Stuff that Jeremy didn't even have anything to do with. There's a oh, video boy. that that we called... Uh, uh, I just called the this, Lucky Charms video. Is this video. the Beowulf video? No, you're never going to see that. Uh, that'll, that'll never be seen by any another human ever again. Uh, no, this one is uh, this one is a, a video that me and Noel made before uh, before me and you ever became friends and before Jeremy was involved at all. So uh, it's it's so bad. What, what, what's it called? Uh, the Lucky Charms. The Lucky Charms video. You've seen it, right? I don't know. Okay, I you're feel like you've treat. seen it. You're in for a really horrible treat. Anyway, make sure to subscribe <laughs> to that channel. It's Mahawk TV because we got so much dope stuff coming. And Hal uh, will be producing a new show uh, that's going to be on both channels uh, that we will reveal more information, real, really reveal a lot of information about in the future as soon as we get it off the ground. So that's why it's important to support us over on Patreon. So let's get to the show. The first topic of the day, the main topic pretty much, is... Mm-hmm. The one that everybody keeps asking us to discuss. Gotham City Sirens. What's GCS. up with that? <laughs> you don't the sound David, too The David Ayer directed Gotham City Sirens? That Gotham City Sirens? Yes. yes the, the that new Gotham City Sirens. Gotham City Sirens film that will be directed by David Ayer. You don't A- sound A- too Ayer. enthused about that. A- A- Ayer. Uh, I didn't see my... I didn't see but my second David Ayer film this week. <laughs> oh, Wait, boy. should we... like? I, I guess talk about the synopsis of what this is basically going to be before we go into I feel like, opinions. Okay. I feel like that's a good idea. Yeah, so uh, probably yes. frame Let's it up that. for the people that don't know. Yeah, um, Tony, are you it's a, comfortable it's a, with it's same a, with the synopsis? It's a great start. Um, I would love to if I knew what it was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> Jeremy, would you like to? You go ahead. God damn it! <laughs> 
I can read it. Do How you have would it? you like to? Sure, I'll give it a okay. shot. <laughs> so, from the Marvel fan at the table, uh, the Gotham City Sirens, the film, at least as I understand it, is supposed to be uh, Catwoman, Poison Ivy, mm-hmm. Harley Quinn, mm-hmm. uh, set uh, Gotham City. They're just run amok like they do in the comic books. Like the So it's like a Suicide Squad, <laughs> except with yeah. the female characters. Directed, directed yeah. by David Ayer again. But also produced uh, by uh, Jeff Johns and John Berg. Yes, I believe so. Well, oh, yeah, Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns will will produce everything for mm-hmm. DC films from, from now, now on. on. Yeah. So, uh, which is exciting to me. Yeah, yeah, it'll give the same overall tone that uh, uh, I don't. Even, I can't even think of his name now. Zack uh, Snyder. No, <laughs> uh, over at Marvel. Uh, Kevin, oh, Feige. Kevin Feige. Kevin Feige. Yeah, yeah. Feige. 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 Your boy, your boy Feige in his house. Yeah. Yeah, that guy. It's beige. Yeah. It's beige. Beige. It's beige with an F. Okay. Didn't they cure the phage? Oh. Okay. No. It's Mass Effect reference if you didn't get that. Yeah, gamer. Big gamer. Anyway, so apparently this is going to take place after. Of course. After uh, Suicide Squad, still in the DC Extended Universe, it's... After the Joker breakout. Yeah. Did anyone much... say anything about the DC films being in, like, chronological order? Like how the Avengers are, kind of? Oh, don't say that. Okay. My bad. Uh, oh, I don't know about that. Mm. I mean, so far, they're kind of in chronological order. I mean, but Suicide I Batman, Squad... I don't think Batman is going to be. Is it? I think it is. It I, is? Yeah. They didn't say that there weren't going to be in order. They're peaking the, the Batman villain in... During uh, during Justice, Justice League. League, yeah. So it leads into Batman. So I would assume that. Wow. Okay. So we're mm. never. Oh, okay. That's you're never going to go back and you get never, any of that backstory. So we're not going to get any young Batman. We just no, have an older definitely version. Definitely not. No, you yet. have we're old Batman. Any. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. I don't know. That I mean, that's I, a bad I don't thing. have an issue with it. It's just I was for whatever reason I had this preconception that I, we were going to get a little bit of it. You know, like we were going to get some kind of half a movie or. Some serious screen time with like I, a younger Ben Affleck Batman, but I, mean, I don't I'm, think we're ever going back to a younger I mean, Batman cool or Bruce Wayne. Maybe Bruce Bruce Wayne, but not a younger Batman. Bruce Wayne as in flashbacks and stuff. Yeah, That's about it. Yeah, I think we we'll, we might see flashbacks. I feel like we will see flashbacks of a younger Batman with Robin. Whatever happened in that situation, however they want to deal with that. Oh, you think they're gonna dig into? The, the Robin suit in the case? Like, they're going to show why, how that I happened think so. what happened? I mean, you don't show a gun and not use it. Yeah. Classic film. Really? Because they showed Joker's grill and didn't explain it. Well, that's a, an example of... of uh, not not classic poor, film. Poor writing, honestly. <laughs> that, that is a See, cli- th- that's an example of what happens if you don't do that. <laughs> if you don't use yeah. the gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, uh, you know, David Ayer went out and explained that. For those of you who don't know, it's the reason why he has the grill is because Batman knocked his teeth out. And the way that, and the reason why he has all the tattoos, specifically the damage tattoo, is to say, oh, like you knocked my teeth out. And I was like this perfect, beautiful man. And then. Well, he not, and most importantly, he knocked the teeth out because he killed Robin. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he captured yes. him after he killed Robin and beat him so badly he knocked his teeth out. Yeah. Which all is. All of them? I, at least the All front the ones one. that are gold. Silver. Mm-hmm. Or silver. Uh, which would have been really, really interesting information had we Somebody said seen, it. We've seen it in the movie. I, I am personally, I think me and Jeremy had a conversation about this. Uh, I am personally, oh no, me and Noel had a conversation about this. I am totally against that. 
uh, of if you have to explain it, explaining it after after the movie has released, that is a problem. Then it didn't, <laughs> you didn't include it didn't the explanation. Yeah. Like you fired the gun and it didn't land. Yeah, you missed. It's like it just created confusion, and it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, this is a this is an aesthetic choice. But then they're like, oh no, this is the reason. Well, I'm the, like, that's a really compelling reason. I wish the, I saw it in the movie and didn't have to have it explained to me. Intelligently, thematically, it also doesn't make any sense that when people were making big deals about it before them, because they released images of him before the movie. You yeah. saw the the girl before the movie. Nobody explained it before the movie. If you're yeah. not going to explain it in the movie, maybe mm-hmm. maybe when it comes up before the movie releases, you mention. Why that was a thematic you choice? You know what? This uh, this is an interesting conversation because when you have aesthetic choices for a character in their design and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you're basically building their backstory without having to uh, explain it through exposition. Mm-hmm. Prime example in all of um, the Coen Brothers movies, mm-hmm. uh, Roger Deakins that shoots, for example, No Country for Old Men, whenever they shoot coverage of people talking uh, in their environment... He usually likes to use a wider lens so you see what kind of environment that the person is in. For example, in No Country for Old Men, the lady who was uh, like at the clerk's desk when Javier Bardem's character walks in and starts mm-hmm. talking, it's framed as a wider shot. And you see her office desk and you see all of her secretary stuff. And then if you pause the frame and study the objects around, these are her character traits. Like she has a daughter. She uh, likes horseback riding or whatever because mm-hmm. you see all these little clues so and you the can environment build. the environment provides her entire backstory exactly but that's like a character that doesn't have a whole history in other mediums mm-hmm. and it's an, an important character trait that kind of needs to be explained because mm-hmm. it ties into the story of robin and you know the suit but which they didn't explain it's a major change to a character to a pre-established mm-hmm. character yeah too. Yep. like you're you're choosing to do something that nobody else has done yeah and you didn't explain why until after mm-hmm. and which i find to be the biggest problem like the cardinal sin of doing that is now if you show it in a movie it's not going to have any sort of power magnitude so if you're going to do that and you're not going to say it in suicide squad then keep your mouth shut mm-hmm until another movie comes out where you can't explain it because then we'll have the oh moment yes, mm-hmm. instead Absolutely. of being like I wonder if they're ever going to show Batman knock his teeth out um, now some if pe- they don't now that's yeah it's, it's well, a lose-lose situation yeah it really is now very, now they're put in that situation mm-hmm. very very similar to, to Jensen in Iron Man mm-hmm. at the beginning of Iron Man when he says like oh I met you once it was a, at a, a conference in Bern and then in the third movie you see Tony meet him at the conference in Bern yeah like nobody came out and explained what the the conference was about. Oh yeah, like that came full circle. Him, yeah. But it comes full circle in the final movie when you finally actually meet him and understand why. And you didn't have story to, arc. And you didn't have <laughs> to ever even show that. To be perfectly honest, mm-hmm. like no. Jensen was uh, Iron Man was a fantastic film, and Jensen was perfectly established. And that one comment kind of gave you context to Tony Stark's character yeah. and Jensen's character. That Jensen went out to him, and Tony Stark mm-hmm. didn't remember him. He's like, hey, he just kind of brushed him off. You didn't even need to see it. That yeah. Was, that's character development. Mm-hmm. That's a little different. This is this is very different because you look at uh, Anakin Skywalker in Star mm-hmm. Wars Episode Three, uh, Revenge of the Sith, and he's got this scar on his eye, and or uh, right next to his eye, mm-hmm. and you you ask yourself, what is that scar? And it's never explained where it came from. Yes, it is. It's explained now, but then they asked George Lucas why that scar was there, and he said, oh, because it looked cool. And now they probably gave it an explanation, probably in Clone Wars or something. Mm-hmm. But before, 
when it was jo- when Star Wars Episode Three was coming out, they just said, "Oh, because it looks cool," and that was it. <laughs> it looks really cool. And then somebody in Clone Wars was like, "Let's give a purpose to this and s- explain it." But like in the beginning, it was an aesthetic choice, and so this mm-hmm. seems like did did they just try to justify retcon retcon this creative aesthetic choice oh. to change a character mm-hmm. or was this a specific choice that was made from the very beginning and everybody was like that's a great idea I'm, mm-hmm. what do you guys think I, there's a lot of credence to the idea of retconning it i mean they made him super gangsterified before mm-hmm. And he, like before you you saw him on film, so I could see where they would be like, well, you know, gangsters they they all have grills, so we'll put a grill on him. Oh crap, that didn't land. So now we need to explain it. Quick, somebody come up with an idea. <laughs> How do we were explain really this? Upset about that grill. Yeah. Mm. How do we explain that? Quick, somebody come up with an idea. Oh, I've got it. Batman knocked all his teeth out. Yeah, but don't explain it to the public <laughs> after the fact. Use it in a, as a story point in the next mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, wait, that would okay. I, like that would have made me a lot happier. You know, than just seeing, than just hearing that. Like, that's, hearing that comment, I brushed, I brushed, I was like. That is barely even 15 seconds of dialogue between Batman and the Joker. Not even, that's do. like a line or two. That's yeah. a line or two or like just a, a quick cut, a, one shot mm-hmm. of a punch. Oh, or like, like him smiling, like looking up as, as Batman's hand, mm-hmm. picking him up and him smiling. That's it, cut. Missing teeth. You Missing remember, teeth. That's it. There was this good movie that I really remembered. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That I really, I really enjoyed. Like I said, I like Suicide Squad, but it's it's fundamentally flawed. Um, I remember this really good movie that I watched, and there was this character that wore makeup. And in one line of dialogue, they explained why this man wears clown makeup, and they said oh. it's war paint. He wears it like <laughs> war paint. Line to to scare. And no one people. ever asked again. Nobody. Yep cared they explained it in one line and you know what they could have done in suicide squad if this was actually a thing that they thought about preemptively is what was his name monster t monster t you knew exactly where i was going (laughs) instead of talking about harley quinn and doing that weird thing where hunka hunka and all that stuff that weird damn joker really liked a grill yeah (laughs) it's just like uh you can have a character be like whatever you do don't don't mention his grill and he's like why batman knocked his teeth out or something like that. Like and that's not even nobody good. Nobody asks anymore. He had to run in with the bat. He had to run in with the bat. Yeah, running with the bat. What do you think? Uh, Which uh, is like he could. He didn't even need to story say that. development, guys. Which just makes you wonder if it was Harley Quinn's bat or the Batman. Mm. See, double entendre. Running with the bat. Bam. Yeah. There you go. Writing, guys. <laughs> I'm just saying. Like we thought about that in two seconds. So why wouldn't what they was happening have- in the writers' room? That what you're asking? I, I'm just saying I don't think it was. A, I don't think that was something that was properly conveyed until after. Mm-hmm. And I'm not. I'm not trying to set uh, David Ayer uh, aflame right now. He had six weeks to write this script, dude. Oh, yeah. I can't even write a minute matchup in six weeks, let alone a whole f- freaking feature film. Yeah, we're not saying they're bad. It's just like. They were on such a time crunch and mm-hmm. like so many management shifts. Like it's hard to blame them for this. Well, like yeah. I said, like I said, I saw my second David Ayer film this week and mm-hmm. I absolutely loved it. I thought yeah. it was amazing. Even did you even, have any barometer for any kind of David Ayer film before seeing no. Suicide? No. See, I didn't. this is why I hate when people say, "Oh, David Ayer's a bad director." Well, have you seen any of his other movies? He's great. Oh yeah, End of Watch was incredible. Fury. Fury? Yeah, Fury was. Fury They're different like kinds of movies. Kings. 
They're street kings. Yes, street Loved kings. It. They're very different kinds of movies, and he's a very different kind of director. Mm-hmm. And you can't just see one person's movie and then just oh he sucks at everything okay a man who dedicated his entire life to filmmaking yeah and you're calling him stupid just because <laughs> he messed up your favorite characters to be, to be fair you also don't get to make second first impressions yeah. that's very true he i think people's fundamental issue with david ayer is that he made creative decisions on Suicide Squad that will now ripple out through the rest of the DCEU, mm-hmm. and they're not decisions people are happy yeah, with. Yeah, these aren't one-off movies. Yeah. They're part of a larger universe. Yeah, and that that is a problem. That isn't a problem. Uh, that is a big problem for an auteur to come in here and start changing fundamental things about certain characters that we grew up loving, especially when you're trying to make a Marvel-esque cinematic universe. Yeah. Like, Marvel is pretty darn accurate with their characters, for the most part, as accurate as you can be in the film medium. Well, yeah, they set forth parameters that the, the characters can't really step outside of. Yeah. and You can't, you can't make Thor a full-on god in, in mm-hmm. the Marvel universe because there'd be no, like, it, it would be an unrealistic movie. Mm-hmm. Which is, my girlfriend Angela has a huge problem with how underpowered Thor and Loki are. Mm-hmm. In the, uh, in the, she's a huge Thor and Loki fan, huge fan of those comic books, and like she's like, I just wish they were more. They were, they're just like so wussy in the movies, mm-hmm. and and uh, like it's obvious you have to make those changes in order to for an ensemble movie like Avengers to work. Thor can't be. Thor from the comics, or there's no reason to have anyone else around. Exactly. Same, <laughs> same reason why Superman can't be Superman from the comics. It's mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. not interesting. Yeah. He literally flies in, kills everybody, and goes home. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm going to get some It's a story canes. element. It's story mm-hmm. development, and mm-hmm. it's like your suspension of disbelief. How far can you push it before your, uh, I guess, your Break barometer for your reality in that universe breaks? Mm-hmm. So you can't just... It's like a MacGuffin, pretty mm-hmm. much. If yeah. you guys don't know what a MacGuffin is in film theory or in just writing in general, a MacGuffin is like a story element that isn't fully explained but pushes the plot forward. It resolves something without explaining it. Mm-hmm. Perfect example of that is in the film Pulp Fiction, the uh, suitcase mm-hmm. with the light shining out of it. The briefcase. The briefcase. Yeah, um, everyone's gunning for that briefcase. Mm-hmm. You have but no you idea what's in it. Yeah, exactly. So Never that's find a MacGuffin. Out. You never find out. It pushes the plot forward. Everyone's centered around it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't explain what it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just see a light. Well, a the, light on, on John Travolta's face. It's actually <laughs> Philip's Hugo. Oh. <laughs> okay. Was Philip? Well, shut up. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, it took you. It was a, it was a walk. Shut up. A, so here's my question in regards to that was Suicide a Squad. Do you yeah, think, three second timer. Do you think these small little hangups can be tied up? A, a, in the next, you know, few film and films that we see these characters in, it depends oh, on the absolutely. writer. Absolutely, look at Rogue One. Oh yeah, they put they put, yeah. <laughs> they, they put every single plot hole on a wall, and we're just like, let's just tie all these up in one film. Okay. Yep. Check that off. Yeah, there's no Check way they off. can't undo everything. They could undo everything Ayer did in in one or two movies. They, you know what they could do? Go on Reddit and uh, post, make a post asking people. What are all the plot holes in Suicide Squad? Oh man! Bam! Turn, put it all up on a wall. Post-it notes. All right, let's. How do we fix, do we fix this? <laughs> yeah. And so this is leading into Gotham City Sirens, mm-hmm. where you know Suicide Squad had a lukewarm reaction, reaction mm-hmm. and uh, but it did make Reception. over seven hundred million dollars worldwide. So DC is definitely not hurting after that. Warner Brothers definitely have- isn't. 
isn't uh, still you know, a financial success. Yeah, banging their heads against the wall. They're like, very happy with the amount of money. Which leaves me with have. mixed feelings because financial success on a movie like that means that somebody somewhere who doesn't understand comics is just like, we'll just make another one of those because that made money. Yep. yep. Which, exactly. Which, you know, it. Interestingly enough, many people would have thought that David Ayer wouldn't be working on Gotham City Sirens. Maybe possibly mm-hmm. another director would be, but we're getting David Ayer. So my question to you guys is how do you think this film will differ from Suicide Squad, specifically talking about Gotham City Sirens and then kind of moving away from Suicide Squad so we don't retread old water? <sighs> Well, I guess that kind of depends on how much control David Ayer's given this time around. Like, what, what kind of final edit David gets to turn in. You know Jeff Johns is going to be... Uh, well, yeah, there's going to be... Mm, plucking if, down walls. If, if it's anything like Marvel, there's going to be an over, overlying arc. Like, mm-hmm. your, your movie's going to have to end mm-hmm. this way. Mm-hmm. Like, write whatever you want in the middle, but it's going to start here and it's going to end here, and you get them from A to B however you want. Mm-hmm. But if he's allowed to write whatever he wants in the middle, I can't imagine that'll be bad, because... Like I said, I watched Street Kings, and it was it was a really solid movie. So mm-hmm. my question is just where where did the writing get lost here? Because David Ayer is a good writer. I mean, that's a question that we can circle around for days. Yeah, I just like, wanna I wanna move forward to Gotham City Sirens. No, yeah, that's, and kind that's, of that's what I'm on que- that. yeah. like. That's what I'm questioning is like yeah. after six weeks. Because if that's it's, probably what it was. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Most likely. Right. Um, <laughs> in the sense that he gets obviously okay one more time. Mm-hmm. If he gets more time, it's gonna. I think it's gonna be mm-hmm. a much a significantly better movie mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. than Suicide Squad. Also, two. Whatever didn't work, I feel like, and it's. In its own right, I think those, at least Warner Brothers, at least if they take feedback well, I guess, mm-hmm. or if they listen, they're going to be like, okay, yeah, that didn't work. Let's try something different. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I feel like they did kind of listen because, I mean, maybe I'm the only person that thought this, but realistically, there were only three main storyline characters in Suicide Squad. I yeah. mean, you cared about yeah. Enchantress, you cared about Deadshot, you cared about Harley Quinn. Everybody else was expendable. Well... No. I cared about Deadshot, I cared about Harley, and I cared well, about... Well, the way it was structured. Uh, El, Diablo. El Diablo. I, did not, I actually didn't care at all about uh, <laughs> Enchantress. In fact, she I really did not like Enchantress at all. Or the love interest with Ric Flair. Could have done without that altogether. Ric Flair. Ric Flair. <laughs> but going, but, but yeah. leading to my point, there's only three characters in, yeah. in Gotham City Sirens. Like yeah. you, only ha- you don't have... Uh, a great big ensemble of right. six or eight characters mm-hmm. where you have to try to squeeze mm-hmm. all everything kinds of story in. Yeah. in. yeah. So, well, I, going off of that point though, mm-hmm. like Fury is an ensemble movie, like mm-hmm. a whole cast of a lot of different characters, and yet you still get, you know exactly what each character's motivations are and where they're coming from. And it's about their, I guess, how they get together and their mental development Mm -hmm. in the movie so if david ayer has guidelines for where the movie is supposed to land like there like you said with uh the mcu there's point a point b just get him there however you want Mm -hmm. if he has that goal then i think he can kind of form something really Mm -hmm. good in the middle yeah yeah i mean uh how makes a really great point three characters being in the film means that these characters and and David Ayer is an actor's director. Yeah, he is mm-hmm. fantastic at directing actors. Like his performances in his films typically are amazing. Um, even Suicide Squad, like performances were generally pretty good. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. uh, like there's, it's 
you can criticize a lot about that film, but I think the acting was pretty solid. I think that's some what people pushed the film forward. That's, See, all, if, that's oh, yeah. the only reason that a lot of people like oh, yeah. that film. If you believe like what the characters are saying, mm-hmm. that's good direction and mm-hmm. good acting. It's if you don't agree with what the character like the direction of the character, that's a whole other issue. Like we're yeah. talking about just purely acting. How do you how would you put this? Like it's not yeah. acting a craft, the craft of acting. Like, are you talking yeah. about, like, the performance of that actor specifically? Kind, like, you, these are great actors. Mm-hmm. They know how to act. They know how to do their job. Yes. And uh, Dave Eder knows how to direct. Yep. It's just the direction that they're going in doesn't land with you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Okay. I think that if... Uh, so it's your identification with the, the character. Yeah. Your, your, the audience's Id- ability to identify with the character. Mm-hmm. I think that if the characters were tr- more truthful to the source, it would have gotten remarkably less flack as it did. Yeah. Uh, like Joker is, uh, seems, I mean, all the scenes that he was in the film mm-hmm. seem nothing like the Joker. Yeah. Um, except for the one scene that was in the extended cut where you see Harley on the motorcycle and then, Oh yeah. The tractor trailer car mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. Like that actually seemed remarkably in character, which opened my eyes. I think lifted a veil off my eyes to be mm-hmm. like, <gasps> Jared Leto didn't do a bad job. They just picked his worst scenes. I really I, don't... Okay, hold on. Hear me out here. Mm-hmm. Okay? Let us take away the grill. Take away the tattoos. Take away the stupid outfits. Okay? Take away all that stuff. That's all stuff that can be fixed. Mm-hmm. Okay? Take all that stuff away. And then give us more of what we got during that scene in the car. Yeah. Uh, in the car and the motorcycle, uh, the, the highway scene. <clears throat> and then give the character 30 minutes. No, 28 minutes, which is what Heath Ledger got, instead of seven, which is what he got in the film. I am so tired of people saying that Jared Leto sucks and this and that. Like, I wasn't a huge fan of the performance either, guys, but he had seven minutes. Dude. Can we please give the guy I, a fucking break? <laughs> I, can't, I can't argue that. I don't think it's fair that to get to a point where you actually enjoyed the the performance, you have to wait for an extended cut. No, mm-hmm. no, you're I don't, you're totally right. And and to that same vein, as long as you're talking cuts, I don't know that what you saw on the screen was what David Ayer felt were the best cuts either. Mm. What do you know for certain that the film that got edited and handed out was the one that David Ayer wanted that somebody else recut, or is that just somebody that sat down, grabbed all the dailies, and put together a film well, with what they had? I can only uh, assume it wasn't. <laughs> if Josh Trank is any barometer for how the studio mm. handles things, yeah. yeah, that's a little insight. Gives you an idea. Um, uh, all I'm saying is that people are saying that the guy sucks at acting. The guy yeah. who won an Academy Award sucks at acting. Yeah, no, he's not good at he all. He doesn't suck at acting, guys. You may yeah. not have liked his performance. The seven minutes he was on screen. Yeah. Seven minutes. If you minutes. didn't like him as the Joker, he's got. are yeah. you going to call quarter. him a bad actor just because you don't like his Joker? Are you, have you seen any other Jared Leto movie? Oh, man. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. They, I'm telling you, all of these actors, the entire cast, all of those actors are great actors. Yeah. You just don't like Even the direction. Even Jai Courtney. This is his best work, though. This <laughs> Captain Boomerang. Wow, oh. dude! Yeah. <laughs> Man, everyone yeah, so I talk to, I like Jack. I'm kidding. I like Jack Courtney actually. I, I'm fine with Jack. I liked him in uh, the Divergent series. W- was it Divergent? No, Hunger Games. 
No, Divergent. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, Divergent. wow, I'm getting, yeah. You're, you're breaking my brain now. Yeah, now I'm like. I watched him in Spartacus on on Stars, and he was great in that was show in first Sp- season. First oh, season. God, yeah, yeah, he was. Oh, God. Yeah, he was, he was great. <laughs> I've seen, I've seen great. way They're more of that actors. man than I wanted These to. These are good oh, working actors. Yeah, he was great. I good him. working <laughs> actors. Yeah, I'm just like, we haven't gotten enough of Jared to truly make a decision. I can say that I didn't like most of what I saw. That doesn't mean that I won't like what I see in the future. Mm-hmm. And I think that everybody needs to start opening up their mind a little bit more and stop condemning a man for seven minutes that, what, 20 minutes of his performance was cut out? Like, that's not fair, man. It's a big deal, man. That's, that's not fair as an actor. Yeah. Imagine as an actor if most of your stuff got cut out. Yeah, I wouldn't be a happy guy. That would <laughs> suck. Yeah, especially the scenes that were prof- like probably more profound yeah, than what the you got. Actual there. character development scenes. I've actually had that happen to me on projects. You're just like, wow, I You promised you wouldn't talk about Hawkeye versus Green Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness. Um no, I've actually had that happen to me on ind- independent projects and uh, it's it's an interesting feeling. It's like, well, I guess you didn't like that take. But I am not. The or one. maybe they just had different ideas. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, for a direction. It's a completely different mindset of someone who has an idea of this, and then what you thought they mm-hmm. had an idea of. Or maybe it just didn't fit in the version of the movie they wanted to make. And that's another thing too. Yeah, maybe yeah. It, it was a cut that well, just like, yeah, this was great, but this completely screws up the pacing more so, I guess, than the. Or pacing if was it just screwed up. Well, if it just didn't. Yeah, we're talking too much about Suicide Squad yeah. again. We've talked <laughs> yeah. about this like seven times on the show. Yes. Let's, so let's uh, Gotham City Sirens. Casting. Let's talk oh, about yeah, that. That's, that's where I oh, wanted yeah, to go next. Yeah. All right. So there's like a, a couple rumors of people who might be playing each character as of right now uh, alongside Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn. How? why don't you go into that? You uh, seem to have a colorful opinion on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so uh, they're, they're, they're suggesting, uh, she's said openly, that Elijah Dushku would like to play Catwoman. And I'm not sold. Uh, You should have seen him Uh, before the show. uh, (laughs) I'm trying to tone it down because children watch the show. I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, The other one, and this one we specifically kept from Tony because I wanted this on tape. Uh, Poison Ivy will uh, hopefully be played by uh, Megan Fox. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Sorry. Excuse my language. That was Do that not. was our that was our one F bomb before twenty before it's PG thirteen. Do that. <laughs> Wait, where did that rumor come from? Or did you just pitch that? No, it's it's on the internet. Dude. What, what website was it? Was it the rap that it was on? No. I want to say, say it was screen screen rant. No slash film. No. Oh slash film, oh, yeah. No, please. Uh, yeah, uh, according to this, um, what is, what do we always say about trying to be nice to people? I'm trying to be nice, man, but I can't. I'm sorry. That was a according bit to this. Aggressive. Fox, Fox has had uh, Megan Fox has had a couple conversations mm-hmm. with uh, Warner Studios, and then she recently had Harley Quinn number fourteen and Harley Quinn number seventeen shipped to her trailer at Warner Studios. She's, where she's doing something else, both of which feature Poison Ivy uh, as. In a, a like the, the interesting relationship, Poison Ivy. Yeah, our Harley Quinn relationship, Poison Ivy. Our reactions were a bit aggressive. They're these are just working actors. These are, these are they're just, just trying to get actors. a I'm job. I'm not saying that she can't make money. I'm not saying I want to take money away from her. It's just I don't. I, in my personal opinion, 
I haven't seen the performance, obviously, but I don't think that in my head that looks terrible. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that sounds really, really bad, but I just I don't see that. I just I don't see it. See, this is another example of uh, you can't redo your first impression. Yeah, and yeah. we need. Well, she's had multiple yeah. impressions to make. Huh? What? I don't see her as poison ivy. Um, you know. Oh man, um, <laughs> it's just all silent. <laughs> silent right now, you guys. We're, we're trying to. I'm not trying to say anything that's disrespectful. I'm just saying. Yeah. So, especially since we are creatives in I'm the not, same industry. I, look, guys, like, I just okay. Can I redact some of the things, that, <laughs> like how I said it? Yeah. Like, go can ahead. I just redact some of that. I go just, ahead. I don't. I'm not hating on anybody, guys. It's just that, in a sense of a character, when you know the essence of that character and you mm-hmm. hear about an actor trying to capture that essence, I'm not disrespectful. I'm not being disrespectful in saying that I don't think they can capture that essence. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that they can't. I just don't think they can. I'm not saying to say that like you suck. It's just I don't think that you can capture that character. I don't think I can. I don't think I can capture Jack Nicholson's Joker. Because I don't think I'm that that kind of guy. I just never mess with another man's rhubarb. <laughs> wow. Okay. I'm of a mind. Make some moogie. Yeah. Bob, phone book. <laughs> yeah. No, I can't do it. Like I can't. Here's I can't, Johnny. Yeah, I can't. I can't capture that. Right. Like there's can't capture this. Jack Nicholson. You, sa- you look like Adam Sandler <laughs> trying to play Jack Nicholson. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It's like god. a train wreck. Like just, I know it's terrible, but I, I can't want, look I want away. Everybody to know, I'm not trying to be mean. If I sound mean, I'm really sorry, dude. Right. We get it. I'm we get mean, it. You should keep ranting, trying to save your, this. Your, your knee-jerk reaction is no, but yeah. then you think about it, and you're still like no. Yeah. But no. I can't say that. Uh, no. Well. No. Like, but then now it's like no, thank you. Thank you. Uh, You know, that's really hard, man. Having worked in the industry for a little while, I will say that uh, most actors have a really great performance and then a not so great performance. I mean, mean, everybody, everyone's human. Everyone. Well, that's just it. It's not. It's almost never the actor's fault for a for a bad performance. There are some just genuinely bad actors, but by and large, it is is almost never the actor's (laughs) fault. Mm-hmm. Realistically, I, I feel like most people miss this, and mm. because I'm typically below the line and behind the camera, like I'm not out in front, I don't get to lobby this much. But realistically, when an actor turns in a bad uh, a bad performance, please keep in mind that there's a guy behind the camera that told the actor that that's what they wanted. Oh yeah, and that was also no no do it again no no do it again yes that's it cut and print. But then sometimes it's not the take that they put in the edit. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. Here's an interesting analogy that I heard from someone recently. Filmmaking or a film is like a giant grandfather clock. There's many moving parts in it. Mm -hmm. So what if a few of those parts don't fit? The gears don't line up or something. Take that gear. Like the clock doesn't work if those gears don't fit. But take mm-hmm. the gear out. Look at the gear. It's still a good gear. It's well made and it's well polished. It just mm-hmm. doesn't fit in this whole in clock. This particular clock. Yeah. So it's not the actor's fault. They're good actors. It's just they don't fit in this role. Yeah. What do you have to say, Danny? <laughs> Please, God, say something. 
I don't see Megan Fox as Poison Ivy, but I have been wrong before. <laughs> Fair. And, and um, what? Okay. And what example have you been wrong? Uh, Just to give I s- was I was not a huge fan of Heath Ledger's Joker until the first screenshot I saw. As soon as I saw the first image release of him and Christian Bale, they were in front of a white background, and it was Christian Bale in the in the suit uh, in the new Batman suit, and then it was Christian uh, Joker standing like this. Uh, in front of a white background, and as soon as I saw that picture, I was sold. Uh, but prior to that, I was not. Keep in mind, I was also 16 when that announcement was made, 10 years ago. Uh, I was. Oh my God, that was 10 my, years ago. I was less God, educated in young. film than hmm. I am now, so I remember being like, I don't, I, I can't see that at all. It doesn't look like the Joker, he doesn't sound like the Joker, and then he, he performed, and I was like, he doesn't look like, he doesn't really sound like the Joker, but the one that I'm familiar with, but this is whatever he's doing is fucking amazing. So keep doing it. Uh, <laughs> but, but I mean, like, the, p- <laughs> to be fair, Sorry. he was also an Academy Award winner or nominee. Nom- yes, uh, nominee. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And and we haven't seen that from Megan Fox. So enough. I don't want to shit on Megan Fox. I don't know. She could do great. It just depends on the performance. I just this is a, an ensemble piece with. Three really, really, really amazing DC female characters. Granted, I don't think Megan Fox has been any film in any film that's been directed by like a really an actor's director. So might be her chance. I think the look, she can definitely rock the look. Mm -hmm. If they give her red hair, yeah, like April O'Neil, she was April O'Neil, and they didn't give her red hair. By the way, I didn't even think about that. If you guys don't realize what we're talking about, actors, director, like they're many different kinds of directors out there and you can see it in their in each director's discography filmography filmography discography. um yeah discography uh <laughs> filmography like for example david ayer is a character's actor or an actor's director yeah where in his movies yes they're they're not the most visually flashy they're still nice looking they're visually impressive mm-hmm. but like most of his work and most of the weight to the story is within how the actors perform in his movies. Other directors, like Ridley Scott, he's a visual director. Yeah, he's a visual director. His frames and his composition, his color work, like anything visual on screen is incredible. Other things might be lacking. So it just depends on what kind of director you are, and that's what we mean when we say actor's director. Michael Bay is an action director. Yes, a visual, very visual director. Do you do you guys know Megan Fox's, like, her acting career? Mm-mm. Okay, so she spent a little while on television. Mm-hmm. I mean, stuff like Crimes of Fashion, Hope and Faith, uh, Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen, Two and a Half Men. Uh, her first real film was Bad Boys 2. I mm-hmm. mean, she was a bikini kid dancing in the back. Oh, nice. Huh. Uh, Michael Bay. And then her great big, film. Her big breakout film was Transformers. Mm-hmm. Yep, I remember that. And then a movie we won't name. Uh, how to Lose Friends and Alienate People, Transformers, and then a video game, and Jennifer's Body, Jonah Hex, and then Jonah relative- Hex. Yeah, she was Jonah the, Hex. Yeah, she was the female. She was lead. the female lead. Yeah, Lila, uh, and then just a bunch of TV stuff. Like we're not talking about somebody who has a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Well, yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're not gonna. We're not gonna. I, Stephen and Mel, I love you. However. <laughs> However, Teenage Keyword. Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, 
Aside okay. from that, she's she's not working with a, a, a Citizen Kane like movie. She's not she's, she's not, not working not, with a with a late latest uh, late deceased Orson Welles. You're yeah. saying that nobody's she's, given her a real she opportunity. Hasn't, she's she's been given nothing but transformer like roles. You're not yeah. gonna yeah. you're not gonna get she's solid typecast. acting out of somebody who's getting well, not, fluff. I'm not saying solid. We want acting. you to show like, sp- specifically the reason why I said that was because to play a character like Poison Ivy, you mm-hmm. got to have some chops, guys. You're gonna have to have some serious. Well, some well how do you know she doesn't have it? it. Uh, well, you I don't know that you. That's she what I mean. Yeah, because yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we just. I don't know. Like, okay. I've never seen it happen. Only because I. I don't. I don't. In all the I movies don't she's tag gotten, her as like, oh, yeah. that's a character actress. In the, all the movies you know? she's gotten so far, she's been told to show up, show her boobs, hide her thumbs, and look pretty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Jesus. Anyway, <laughs> classic Hal. That's a classic Halism right there. Classic Halism. Jesus Christ. So, so like stuff like this, <laughs> casting. What casting directors do is literally like what uh, hiring committees do mm-hmm. in regular jobs, day jobs out there, where you look at the front page of the resume and that's it. Move on. They get so many applications. Casting yeah. directors do the same thing. See your portrait and then see your filmography. Okay, you're not marketable. Move on. Or like it doesn't fit in this what we're looking for, which sucks, honestly. Mm-hmm. I mean. It's a business, man. Yeah, it is what it is. See, it's still a business. Artistry versus industry. But it's like, are we going to get a Transformers-esque film with the Gotham City Sirens? I'm curious about what story we're going to get. They keep making these films about villains. Uh, and then in Suicide Squad, they're villains doing, like, good guy stuff. Are we going to get the Gotham City Sirens doing good guy stuff? Like, those are all technically the, villains. The other really important question about the Gotham City Sirens is, are you going to get Birds of Prey? Oh, yes. Hmm. Oh, dude. I mean... Who takes down the Gotham City? Like, you can't have a movie without heroes and villains. And this is why if I'm excited. Watched- if you get Birds of Prey, who else do you get? Green Arrow. <laughs> Maybe I think that I think they said they've not got no plans for Green Arrow. In yeah, well, they're bums. Or uh, in uh, in the what? Okay, <laughs> I, That's an adverse reaction. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, but so back to your point about like, are these going to be villains doing good guy stuff? Yeah. Um. Well, we were literally just talking about this movie before the show. Blow with uh, Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. These are bad guys. They are not doing good guy stuff. But you still follow the characters. You empathize with them. Blow is yeah, not a superhero film. But there's still good guys in the Blow film. Like there's there still needs to be. They're not good guys. They're protagonists. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Nice. He makes a point. No. Yeah. Fair points. Totally get that. Fair points. Uh, this is but like like think about the audience, dude. Pro- this the is a superhero this, film. The protagonists yeah. in this can almost so do you th- only oh, so be I see what you're saying. You're asking Gotham City Police Department with with Jim Gordon or the Birds of Prey. Like you don't you don't have protagonists for them. I doubt they'll introduce the Birds of mm. Prey in the same film. They'll introduce the Gotham City Sirens in and make the Birds of Prey the secondary characters. I think the Birds of Prey would be their own movie with their own. Like I imagine <gasps> maybe we'll see cameos. Oh, Jeremy has an idea. So light bulb. That's what it looks like when you Brain get a blast. light bulb. So for a villain with an ensemble cast of just villains, you can so they're protagonists. And the reason protagonists work in a movie like Blow, which isn't a superhero movie, but you can still take elements from it mm-hmm. and uh, incorporate it into a movie like this, where the villains are the protagonists and they have something to fight for. So with Gotham City Sirens who are the characters that have a love interest? Harley, Catwoman, and Batman. Harley Other than and that, Poison Ivy. More recently. Oh, Harley and Poison Ivy? Yes. Harley and Joker? 
Harley and Poison Ivy, right? Yeah. In the same film. So if you structure a story around, which I already don't like this idea, but <laughs> <laughs> having the love interest. The idea came to me and now I despise it. <laughs> no, I've always despised this where like the main drive for the characters is just love, which, okay, let me take that back. Let me redact that and rephrase. If they're just going to turn this into a, I guess, a rom-com with action. Oh, God. I mean, basically, well, we did that once, but... Um, <laughs> I, think, I don't know, man. Point. It just like doesn't it make sense. Tasteful. It, was, it wasn't, like, over-romantic. Over it wasn't, like, love, actually. You know, it wasn't, like, it wasn't like just a gratuitous amount of shade? making out. Anyway, okay. Jeremy, continue. <laughs> but you can still get... So they're not good guys, they're protagonists, and their goal is something to do with each other. Mm-hmm. So that's one way. I don't know. I feel like I feel like this is all so inconsistent, is what I feel. Because <laughs> you have the whole movie where Harley's trying to get back with Mr. J. You have the whole movie. You have the whole movie, and Harley's getting back, like, trying to get like back. I feel like Woody with Mr. Allen J. is pitching this. So <laughs> what and then if you have Harley's just like okay? So well, what if this? Like the Joker is the well, antagonist. Yeah, Joker is the antagonist. So Joker is the antagonist, and the and Harley is the main character, and her goal for the movie is to get away from the Joker, and her character development is her realizing that the Joker isn't good for her, and she gets with. Uh, Poison Ivy. Man, this hasn't even happened yet, and I'm already sick of it. Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to see Joker chasing after Harley for two yeah. movies. I want to see Joker trying to kill Batman. Because if there well, are we, any we other just... antagonists for this movie, <laughs> then it'd just be another movie with villains doing good guy things. Oh, wait, you mean like Joker doing what he like was written to do? Is that what you mean? Fight Batman! <laughs> I don't want to see him loving Harley. I'm just like, okay, cool. We we got Forch- that. Fortunately, and- fortunately, in something like 15 years, I don't think you've ever seen him loving Harley. Now, yeah. <laughs> no. Well, oh no! In Suicide Squad, we did because they edited the movie that way and cut out all the domestic abuse scenes, mm-hmm. which are pivotal to any to sort Harley's of development? character yeah. development that Harley gets. You stole yep. Harley's character development away in that movie. Realistically, <laughs> realistically, your your storyline holds a lot of weight because the Suicide Squad ended with Joker rescuing mm-hmm. Harley from from uh, I, I keep wanting to call it LeBlanc, and I know it's not Matt LeBlanc. Bell Rev. <laughs> Bell Rev. Uh, so Matt Bell Rev. Yeah, Matt Bell Rev. Did you just say Matt Matt Be- LeBlanc. LeBlanc? Yeah, I was like, it LeBlanc? Is it LeBlanc? I can't remember. Bell Rev. No, Bell Rev. That's it. <laughs> it's all French. Sounds French to me. <laughs> Sounds French to me. <laughs> this is why they don't put me in front of the camera often. Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I In regards to casting, I really hope they, they hit, hit. I mean, I feel like they did a really great job with Suicide Squad, so I'd like to s- at least get that. Like right mm-hmm. on, right on the hit the nail right on the head. You know the mm. the other the other character in question though is is Catwoman. Oh like yeah. Which, which version of Catwoman are we going with? Are we going with uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer? Michelle Pfeiffer, damaged human, broken, and and whatever. Or are we going with Batman Year One, Dominatrix, uh, actual thief with Mrs. no morals? Tries to blackmail me. I'll throw, I'll throw off a higher building. In the meantime, I got better fish to fry. Wow. Yeah, I love that scene. It's a great scene. <laughs> I, I love got that better scene. fish to fry. I got, you got better fish to fry? So you're already frying them. You just need better ones. <laughs> so is that, it's not like, even bigger. Are you going to do that like in the next hour or what? 
<laughs> what? <laughs> um, suicide kings become suicide cats. I think. I think. <laughs> well, there's one thing about Suicide Squad that I did not enjoy, and mm-hmm. this will lead into the Gotham City Sorry. Sirens. I, I, I believe you. And it's the costumes. Mm. Oh, I God. did not see one no. costume in the entire film that I was just like, damn, that is the best version of that character's costume I have ever seen. Yeah. Never. I thought that Killer Clock Croc's makeup was dope. Rick Flag's. Uh, yeah, Rick Flag was, was <laughs> that fantastic. That was a real difficult t- costume. I think I've got four of them downstairs. Here's so. the thing. I think Joker's, Joker's, the way his skin looked, minus the tattoos, was pretty great. Mm-hmm. They captured, like, mm-hmm. so... Uh, uh, Jack Nicholson looks like face paint, right? Well, face paint, paint and putty. Face paint his, and putty. His grin is painful to look yeah. at. Yeah. Um, Heath Ledger is like oil paint. Clearly, it's not meant to look like it's his skin. But what they did with with Jared that I loved was like it, it almost had like this albino skin effect. Like Porcelain. It looked, yeah. yeah, it yeah. looked like he was he was absent pigment as opposed to his skin being, was actually bleached. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I thought was great. I thought they captured that excellently. Well, aside from that, granted, makeup technology has gone way better since Jack Nicholson. I, I'm not I'm not dissing Jack no Nicholson. I'm not dissing Jack Nicholson's uh, makeup. I actually also love camera that technology of the costume. Um, I'm just saying, like all the characters didn't really have their costumes, so our do you think we're actually going to see Harley in a better costume? Do you think what kind of costume do you think we're going to see on on Catwoman and Poison Ivy? Well, the costume in in Suicide Squad were, were her colors from Suicide Squad, pink and blue. Like she doesn't wear red and black unless she's Joker's significant other. Am I wrong about that? Like her her colors changed when she went to Suicide Squad. Blue and and red or yeah, it's like it's usually a dark pink. dark blue and red. I mean, I'm colorblind, but it always looks red and black to me. The costumes are almost always red and black. This is the first time I'm I've gonna, ever seen her in anything that wasn't that red and black. Because I'm almost was, certain. Um, I'd like to see. I'd like to see too. Poison Ivy have some super dope powers. That'd be kind of cool. They like just have just like crazy plant powers. I like to really see him mm-hmm. like like she like throws shit with. Like doesn't look like plastic shit. fake plants. Yeah, it doesn't look like you know. Yeah, I'm not. So you want I'm it to trying, be big. Yeah, I want it to be like like she does like cool movement with like cool movement. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> cool movements with keep, her hands. And keep shit. trying. Yeah. Hey, how? You know what? I'm out of here. Okay, I'm out of uh, here. Uh-huh. You're never gonna make it here, kid. Uh, uh-huh. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Sorry about that, humpy bogart. Yeah. Um, see. Yeah. Catwoman. I'd like to see. Um, I mean, I feel like there's like this stigma on Catwoman's costume having to be like super duper sexy. I like to see something like it's pink and blue. Yeah, that's not pink. That's red. And what world is that? I am colorblind, and that does not Uh, look pink to me. That's red. That's red and like a that's 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 red and black. Totally red. That looks like lighting. I disconcur. I mean, we it's are colorblind, so I think that the the listeners will probably. <laughs> are, are you take judging side. based on just that panel, I'm, or is it like in everything? Colorblind. I'm looking through all of them. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. Hmm. Su- Suicide Squad, she's not red and black. Suicide Squad, she's different colors. Dude, that's hella red and black right there. What are you talking about, man? It's red and black. What are you talking about, huh? What are you talking about, Willis? So, with Catwoman's costume, oh you said, goodness. like. Uh, you said that there was a stigma with Catwoman being half to be sexy. Yeah, I'd like to see like something a little bit more tactical. Like, yes, yeah, like give her some nice uh, like like nice the stuff. Arkham series Catwoman. Yeah, like that would be cool. Mm-hmm. I would really enjoy that. So, an interesting thing about Catwoman for me, at least, is that I don't mind Catwoman 
Catwoman being a little more sexy with her costume because she's uh, she uses her sexuality as one of her tools. Oh, mm-hmm. right, yes. And yeah. one of her weapons. So I don't mind that. When you're sexualizing other characters that don't need to be sexualized, then that doesn't make sense to me yeah. at all. Okay, here here's the thing. When... Catwoman's costume can be still be sexy without being overly revealing. Yeah. Uh, because Halle Berry's costume was literally just like a bra, a sports bra, and leather yeah. pants, tank top, and yeah, which was yeah, which was that's safe. That's really practical. Yeah, it, it, which was I mean, really. Yeah, for a burglar, yes. I mean, she looked really good in that, though. I must and say. And the, the cowl was something to something to be swordfish. Admired. Oh yeah, top five Sword. top five worst Sword. costumes I have ever seen in a movie, <laughs> for sure. Uh, I mean, bottom five. Bottom five. Bottom five. Bottom five. Bottom five. She was like, <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> okay. It's, it was I did great. not understand that, but like, hold on. Can we just rewind real quick? Just like a little little off topic side. Was that a DC movie? Yes. Or was that just a movie called Catwoman? I, think that was a DC I movie. never knew because I, I never cared enough to look into it. It was a DC movie. It was like Green Lantern. It's not even it Selena just, Kyle, is it? Was, it? it was just a just a bad what was her, movie. What was Holly Berry's name in that movie? I don't know. I'm Googling Melina, it, guys. Melina Lyle. Melina Lyle. Melina Lyle. I'm just wow. <laughs> her name was Patience Phillips. That fucking Who sucks. Patience is Phillips? Phillips. I fucking hate that. <laughs> Who <in> the- <laughs> her name was Patience. Who this is Patience Phillips? So Patience her Phillips powers were passed ripoff. down to her from Selena Kyle. Huh? Who was Selena? <laughs> Kyle? No, this is actually no. Catwoman is actually a sequel for Gothica. Oh God. <laughs> This Cat is the woman. Okay, this is the, uh, I'm on IMDb. This is a popular quote from the movie. Catwoman. Meow. Oh, really? Fuck. Oh, it's it, it is a it is mm. toast pop quotes. Dude, that that movie is one of the reasons why superhero movies weren't taken seriously. <laughs> yeah, this is DC. Oh, also, right? let's not forget that Huba Stank did the soundtrack. Oh, oh yeah. well, what? You know what? The entire Huba soundtrack? Stank. No, I think just a couple songs. I was gonna say what? <laughs> yeah. Yes, they did. They, 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 they did the orchestrated dope, portions as well. well wow. I, I like Huba Stank, but changed. they have no business <laughs> scoring films. This isn't like Arcade Fire and Her. Like this, that's not the same barometer. <laughs> but this is definitely a DC film. Okay. Anyway, um, is, which leads is, right? me, which film. leads me right back to who the hell is Patience? I don't know. Who's Patience? Says man. <laughs> Patience. Selena a, Kyle had a daughter. I'm sure Patience Phillips actually. If she, I bet you she is a real character. She probably just like not really popularized. Hmm. Um. Whose idea was this? Who directed it? Who wrote this? I don't know. Who cares? Anyway, All right. uh, just that's to, aggressive. Sorry, guys. What on Catwoman? Hmm? Yeah, I'm just bagging on it, <laughs> dude. It's like who cares? I think, yeah, I think even even Halle Berry bags on that movie. She probably got a fat paycheck. She for looks it. back. Yeah, she looks, la- looks back hey. uh, remorsefully. Everything has fans. Yeah. Well, so there are people out there who like it. So good on you, man. George Clooney actively says that Batman. And Robin almost ruined his career. Jeez. He has said it in interviews that it's the worst thing he's ever done. Which is like, damn, George Clooney, that holds who, anything who back. That? You mean you mean Joel Wayne, Schumacher? Joel Schumacher. You mean Wayne's Eleven, or was that Wayne's Twelve? Avery's Batman. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Dude, there's so what? many ice puns in that movie. You guys need to watch it again. There's like a hundred. What kills the dinosaurs? The Ice Age. Oh, oh my god. Cool. <laughs> hey guys, chill. Oh, it was chill. My bad. 
it was one, I knew it was a word with a C. You guys, cool party. Oh, <laughs> It's so good, man. I gotta watch that movie. When I, I love get it. Home. My favorite Bomb. part of the movie is you see like Bomb. all the all the goth all the GCPD officers are running up like a uh-huh. uh, a set of stairs, and then you see Arnold Schwarzenegger slightly looking off camera to get a cue for the director, <laughs> and, then lo- and then looks back and then kicks the officer. It's like a split second. Watch it. He's like he's like pauses, and then he's like. And then kicks him down the stairs. It's awesome. <laughs> Watch that movie again, dude. Oh, it's my so God. Funny. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Dude, Batman and, Batman and Robin is the funniest Batman comedy you will ever see. Watch it as a comedy, and you are just like going to have a blast. That Batman, if I'm not should mistaken, turn into a musical. Because I haven't seen it in like, oh, my God, 20 years. <laughs> Uh, Batman and Robin is the one where they premiere Robin, right? No, that's no, Batman Forever. That was Val that, Batman Forever. Okay. Mm. Which some people would even ar- would argue is an all you mean right. The Batman movie. nipple. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, Kilmer had the Batman nipple suit first. I don't know why everybody gives George Clooney crap for that specifically. Val Kilmer deserved crap for that. You know, two years before. Val Kilmer deserves crap for everything else. Oh, he doesn't need more oh, Batman hey, stuff. Hey, 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 hey! His Doc Holiday was a treasure. Yes, that's so, pretty much dude, where Willow, his movie bro. career ended. Will bro. Willow. Willow. What? Willow? Dude, Willow. he wants to, everybody wants to forget that movie except me. <laughs> I love that movie. I like Willow. I love, I, I, love, I love Lord of the Rings starring Val Kilmer yeah. and, that, and the professor from Harry Potter. What's mm. that guy's name? The the small guy. Oh, Alan, uh, Alan Rickman. Oh, no. No, no. no. It's not Alan Rickman. I was about to say Wentworth Miller. It's something like that. Damn it. I know his Wentworth name. Miller. I know the guy's starts name. With a, starts with a W. He's a great actor, by the way. He's amazing. Fantastic. Incredible. Fantastic. Yeah, he plays a goblin. He plays a professor. He plays all kinds of. All kinds of stuff. Dude, and Danny he play Wicket? Oh, uh, Warwick Davis. Warwick, Warwick, Warwick Davis. Davis. Didn't Warwick Davis play Wicket? Was he was in Rogue One too, right? What, who was he in Rogue One? He was one of the aliens. Probably. Oh, yeah. cool. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm almost positive he played Wicket the Ewok. Oh, Wicket. Oh. Context. I wouldn't be surprised. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised. Udini! Udini! That's not the Ewoks. I but those are I just like saying that. That, that would be a droid. Udini! Wait, no, those aren't droids. Those are the uh, Udini. Oh no, that was those are the, uh, the Jawas. That was Jawas. <laughs> Udini! Udini! Oh, filthy creatures. <laughs> uh, we're just do, quoting do, movies now. Okay, here it comes. That was, that was the time that Obi-Wan got really drunk. He stood in the mirror talking to himself, convincing himself of stuff. You are not looking for the You are not nearly as drunk as you think you are. Anyway, what do you guys... What do you got? I mean, I feel like we have dwelled a lot on the negatives of Suicide Squad during this episode. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's we want these movies to be successful. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I Everyone mean, Hal, does. you're probably pretty neutral, but we want these movies to be successful. I, I think they're on the cusp of being successful. I think honestly well, I guess they are financially successful. I think honestly they're just about and and as the Marvel fanboy at the table I think they're just about where Marvel was when Marvel made its first movie. By by making Jeff Johns supervisor mm-hmm. of the whole series, uh, I can't say how I would know this, but I know that there is a, a four-phase over, overriding arc to all of Marvel's films. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's all already laid out. Like mm-hmm. movies that you haven't seen yet, scripts that you don't even know about yet, are already... They're already one-sheeted. This is what's going to happen in this movie. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't believe, and I could be speaking out of turn, but I don't believe DC was doing that 
before Jeff Johns came on board. With Jeff Johns on board, I'm willing to give all of DC up to this point a pass. Mm -hmm. Like you've got the next, and not even the next couple movies. I wouldn't even count The Flash and Wonder Woman as movies that would be shepherded by Jeff Johns because he hasn't he wasn't there for pre-production and for for the layout of the overriding story. The Flash? Oh yeah. no, he was part of that. He was you definitely part of the that. The Flash movie? Yeah. <laughs> the Flash movie is not going to be out until like is 2019. That not, oh okay. I'm thinking uh, what are, are Justice, you thinking Justice, League? Justice League? Oh Justice yeah, League. yeah. I don't I don't think he's had enough of a hand in those to say no. all right, this is how the whole story is going to lay out and these are the pieces that you're going to yeah. add. I think he had more of a hand in those films than he did in BVS or Suicide Squad for oh, sure, yeah. or Man of Steel. Yeah, yeah you I can't just get hired for a job and then do it right no. away. No, you need Christopher time. Nolan had a big hand in Man of Steel. No, he didn't. He even said he didn't. Wasn't he executive producer? You can. I mean, we've talked on this show. <laughs> okay, the term executive the producer EP is thrown around nothing. very lightly. Like a mm. pr- the 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 role that is actually the role of true value is producer. Executive producer is usually the guy who fronts the money and fronts the name and can have power if they really want. Associate producer is is uh, also similar. The person who does all the walking and, and similar credit. Yeah, uh, at least in film. I mean, there are exceptions to all those rules and there are rules to all those exceptions, but generally you'll have Steven Spielberg slap his name on a on an idea and get a huge fat paycheck with having nothing to do with the film. Damn. Um, or use it as marketing. To get yeah, it's not always that mm-hmm. black and white. That's just an example mm-hmm. of what happens with executive producer credit. So, um, Well, I was going to say, like, you can tell that they didn't have a plan with the DC Universe because like, you can see the difference in the interviews. Zack Snyder's interviews versus like Kevin Feige's interviews and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Kevin Feige knows what's going to happen, so he knows what information to drop and what not to. And he, you can tell he has definitive answers. Zack Snyder, on the other hand, like, for example, his interview for uh, Justice League. No, not Justice League. Um, BVS. Mm-hmm. He was talking about like that Steppenwolf deleted scene or whatever. And he's like, oh, maybe we'll go with this or maybe we'll do that. I don't know specifically i don't know he doesn't have a plan like no one has a plan oh yeah he might be the villain for justice league or he this might happen what do you mean he might be the villain that movie's already written in de- in development right no, at the time <laughs> at, the, at time. the time when during the interview like mm-hmm. as they were talking like oh people were asking who was that character in that deleted scene and he was like uh they were talking about man bat i gotta piss and david goyer I back i love you david goyer was, was like we like to call that professional David Gore was like, uh, or he specifically said that David Gore threw out some names. Hey, how about Steppenwolf? Did you check out that character? Or hey, check out this character. Maybe use him as a villain. David Ayer, David Goyer? David Goyer. David Goyer. Goyer. Yeah, screenwriter. um, Writer in conjunction with Zack Snyder on these movies, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, you can tell that they they clearly didn't have a plan because they were still throwing out ideas and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you can mm-hmm. tell that they weren't definitive in yeah. their answers. So, you clearly didn't have a plan. Yeah. That's where, I, that, yeah. I mean, I don't know. They've made a lot of steps in the universe so far. Mm-hmm. It's interest. It's going to be very interesting to see how they... Mm-hmm. Nothing is, is, is not retconnable, though. Nothing can't be dialed back yeah. or... or Hey, I mean, Thor had blonde eyebrows in the first Thor movie. Mm. <laughs> Not anymore. <Yeah. laughs> yeah, well. Dude, interviews with Jeff Johns. 
have very definitive answers. He doesn't drop any info unless he knows that, oh, we're mm-hmm. going to do this or we're going to do that or we're not going to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Or maybe yeah. Zack Snyder is just a bad interviewer. That's entirely possible, but again... To be fair, he's a director of you know several movies, not an architect of a universe. Like that's Jeff Johns's role, and that's why him taking over and and uh, and being the guy who does that is important because it, the directors don't always need to have all the information, but the captain of the ship does. Yeah, to be fair, in my very humble opinion, admiral of the fleet. I I think mm. I think I find it more comfort in the fact that. Kevin Feige is not directing any of the movies. Mm. Like he knows what the overriding story should be, and he get with the exception of James Gunn, he says these are what these are the story points mm-hmm. I need you to hit in your movie, mm-hmm. and he knows how it's like how everything should work together. I need I need uh, Iron Man three to end with uh, the extremis virus not or the extremis uh, uh, serum not being completely wrapped up because we're going to use that in Agents of Shield. And I need you to to preview, maybe don't show what happened to the the, the Loki staff because we're going to use that later on in, in Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel comfortable with him doing that because he wants to focus on just the, the story. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Jeff Johns doing that with DC makes, it, makes me much more comfortable yeah. with whatever DC will turn out. Because in big franchises like this and big projects that have so many people working on it, you can't wear many hats. Well, well, think about it from the think about it from the Zack Snyder standpoint, though. If and I'm I'm assuming Zack Snyder was shepherding the entire universe at the beginning of this, mm-hmm. pretty much. So, so you asked a director to shepherd the entire universe. Do you really think that when Wonder Woman or Flash or Batman came up, he wasn't going to be standing over somebody's shoulder telling them how to direct it? I would just assume that a director was not shepherding the whole thing. Mm-hmm. because they know that they don't direct and they don't want to direct. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what movie I need you to make, and you go make that movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, these are businessmen. Mm-hmm. Yep. Fundament- they understand story. They're writers first. Yeah. Jeff Johns especially. I don't know if Kevin Feige was a writer before or Marvel. Or s- story development? I don't, I don't genuinely know. I know that the first time I heard his name was during the, the Iron Man press tours, but mm. I don't... And I've been buying Iron Man since I was seven. I don't, I don't ever remember hearing him as a name in in the Marvel, okay, universe well, or both. If you guys know, let us know in the comments yeah. below. Wonder if he applied for the job or he was a creative, uh, creative. Every, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's every possibility he was a suit at Marvel. Yeah, and just he knows all the stories. He was just never involved in writing or inking or drawing. Yeah, might have just been a fan. Mm-hmm. Which. What a dream sometimes, job. <laughs> right? Sometimes a fan uh, being the architect of the universe is, mm-hmm. is better than a someone who's strictly a businessman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the way the marriage, the the uh, the real quality comes when you have a marriage of both. When you have someone who understands the business, business aspect and understands that, okay, this is what we need in order to get these movies to be successful and then but these are the story points you want to hit mm-hmm. uh, I think the Flash TV show is really good at that um, oh yeah they they have been able to tackle things like multiple universes alternate versions of oneself uh, traveling through time all that stuff and make it all actually <clears throat> kind of make sense yeah oh yeah 
Greg, and it's really impressive. Greg Berlini has managed to weave all of those series into one another so that there is, even by adding extra series, like by adding Supergirl, I was really impressed that they managed to add that without some ridiculous universe-breaking bump mm-hmm. to put her within the the uh, the Flash and Arrow timelines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes you also think that, hey, maybe they can add more and have it work just because... With the number of references she's made to Batman, I'll be really disappointed if we don't see even a cameo of Bruce Wayne at some point. God, I highly doubt it. Ten seasons of Smallville and not an inkling. Well, already we've seen the Flash. When Flash went, what was it? Did he go to another universe? Yeah, it was another universe. Yep. When he went to, to Earth 2 and his telephone had B. Wayne on it. Yeah. yeah. It seems they've, like they're they've dropping been hints. Him. They've been teasing him for a while. They had Hal Jordan's jacket with uh, with H. Dot Jordan mm-hmm. on on the on a like a pilot's flight jacket in a in some bar. Uh, I think it was in Arrow or Flash. It was probably it Arrow. Arrow. It was Arrow. And I remember being like, "What? Freaking Hal Jordan is he coming to the universe?" And they're like, "Nope." And then also they teased Harley Quinn in that one episode. You remember that? Yeah. When she's like. I know, they even got Tara Strong to do the voice, and yeah. then they were going to have her in the series, and then they decided to do the Suicide Squad movie, killed the entire Suicide Squad in Arrow, oh, yeah. and <laughs> just completely axed the Harley all Quinn off. altogether. Man, they don't want to compete. Where where was it that uh, the first half of uh, Firestorm was? Wasn't it Bloodhaven? They made a reference yeah, to, they went yeah. to Bloodhaven. They made a reference they were at to Bloodhaven. Bloodhaven at one point. I feel like we we're more likely to see Nightwing on that show than Batman. Oh, that'd be Which dope. I would I like, not complain about at all. I don't think any wasn't of us it, would. Wasn't it Stephen Amell's brother that was teasing he was going to be Nightwing for the yeah. last time before or he Or Robbie Amell, his cousin. Yeah, Robbie Amell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, teasing he was going to be Nightwing, I think, and but never was Nightwing. Mm-hmm. He was Firestorm. Yeah. I think a lot of people uh, rumored, or there was also, I think, uh, uh, Stephen Amell said, oh, yeah, uh, Robbie should play Bruce Wayne <laughs> in the series. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, that'd be a young-ass Bruce Wayne. Because a Bruce Wayne younger than Green Arrow makes total sense. Yeah, that's yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, well, I mean, they've done a lot of things in this in that series that don't make a whole lot of sense to canon, but that's okay. It's still fun and entertaining. You mean I think at the end of the day, that's that's the most important thing. Is it good and is it entertaining? Yeah, that's all I mean, that matters. I'm really. really stoked for this the, this this movie, man. I am. I'm really stoked. Who? Robin which Simonson? character? Um, are you most stoked to see? Surprisingly, like Poison Ivy keeps popping up in my head, mm-hmm. and I, I'd really like to. I'd really like to see what what. Uh, which actress can can do her justice? I'd really like to see Uma a really Thurman. Great performance. <coughs> I plead the fifth. What do you think? I'm what not what do you think to that? What are you guys most interested in seeing in Gotham City Sirens? I really want to see a Catwoman that's closer to the Arkham City Catwoman. Okay. I really want to see a Catwoman that is actually genuinely a burglar. Like I'm, I'm not mm-hmm. interested in seeing an oversexualized favorite, Catwoman. My favorite Catwoman from the comics was Long Halloween. Oh, the Tim my, Sale version. Yeah, that was my yeah. favorite. That was my favorite Selena Kyle. Yes, with her the big... Marvel the Marvel fanboy knew who Drew King did. Tim Sale. Uh, yeah, Tim Sale. Okay, you tried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you tried. Uh, I this is why I'm her, not Deadpool. Can't her, do the fourth wall break. <laughs> <laughs> um, her long black hair and mm-hmm. how pale and like tall and and uh, slender she was. It was mm-hmm. really cool. I really liked that version. The purple it was, suit? Uh, it, yeah, it was like a dark purple. So yeah. it was like, it was technically like it was a black. hyper, hyper, hyper uh, feline too. Yeah, it was it was black, but in the light, it had that purple hue to it. It yeah. was very cool. Yeah. It was very, very cool. That's why I think Eliza would be, would be very interesting, but I would, if we did it, 
she'd have to like if we did it if if they did it <laughs> she'd have to um we're not pitching this uh, yeah we're not pitching this uh i'd like to see her hair be like like really long and kind of like flow mm-hmm. and like, i'd like to have like have her like a really cool like slender i don't know with a outfit. ben affleck batman i wouldn't be opposed to a jennifer lopez catwoman <laughs> that was a joke Oh, I, no. I, I like, like there was a split moment where I was like, what, how? I didn't what? realize that that was just a really bad oh. Geely reference. <laughs> so, Jeremy, what are you, what well, are you looking Well, Geely and Jersey Girl. Yeah, Jersey Girl. Love you, Kevin. I wonder if they're going to cast unknowns. That would make me happier. Yeah, I'm right I would with like that. that. Yeah. No, there's then, a few actresses out there that I think could do it, though. Either one of those roles. Hmm... Do you think it'd be better if they cast unknowns? I think letting Margot Robbie hold the the limelight and adding a couple of unknowns wouldn't be a terrible mm-hmm. idea. If they're going to add uh, people who are known already, then it should be people who probably aren't as known as Harley. Mm-hmm. Or uh, not as Margot. Known as Margot. Mm-hmm. Um, because, yeah, I, think, uh, I yeah. think Hal makes a good point. I think that Margot and Harley are the star of, of the show. Yeah. Yeah. And that the other characters are supposed to be Attribute like uh, accenting supporting well, her story. They're definitely pushing this as a Harley Harley Quinn uh, mm-hmm. solo film, and then suddenly it's Gotham City Sirens. I, yeah, this is this is Margot Robbie's film. I don't think they're going to bring in. She's executive producing, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's see. They're I would bring like in to Angelina see. Jolie to be Catwoman. Yeah, they're they're going with low level folks. Jolie, <laughs> is that yeah. the correct pronunciation? Jolie. I thought it was Jolie. Angelina Jolie. Uh-huh. Pretty sure it's, it's Jolie. It's not French. Angelina. It is Jelly. French, but like this is, I mean, she's marketed as Jolie. Uh, okay. What's her dad's name? His famous <laughs> guy. <laughs> uh, uh, what's crap. his name? Howard? No, Howard. No, Dwight. Not. Dwight. Uh, nope. Howard Stark. No, he's the he's the guy that played her dad in uh, the Tomb Raider, the second yeah, Tomb Raider movie. What the hell is his name? They, don't they didn't speak, speak for years. Do they still not? Do they? Still they speak now, hmm. or at least that's played, what the news says. He played says. Uh, FDR in Pearl Harbor. Uh, he, play, he was in uh, uh, Deliverance. What is his name? Give Danny two seconds, he'll tell you. Yep. John Voight. John Voight. Why did I say John Voight? What the hell is wrong John with Boyd. me? Voight, Voight and Dwight, it's, it's actually closer than okay, you Okay, so think. I wasn't too crazy. Yeah. John Voight Eisenhower. Oh, I was going <laughs> to say. Um, John Voight Eisenhower. <laughs> what? <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Uh, I would like to see Unknown's cast, but I don't think... They're gonna do that because if Margot Robbie is gonna be the only bankable box office lead in the movie, that movie's not gonna sell. And as a business decision, they have to cast other very well-known actors, very mm-hmm. box office heavyweights for yeah. supporting roles. I think Cat. See, here's or, the thing. No, actually, Catwoman and Poison Ivy can be unknowns. It's mm-hmm. the other characters. Well, that- they're gonna have Jared Leto. Like, you can't have a Harley story without Jared Leto. Yeah. I mean, you're gonna have that too, but like, and you'll probably get think about how many minutes. box office heavyweights were in Suicide Squad to be able to sell that movie. Two, three, four, four, three, three, four, four. Ooh. Um, what's her face? Um, Amanda Waller. Amanda Waller. I don't Waller. think she's a bankable star. No, she's to like, not, no. She's, she she's, definitely is. She's, she's a B-list. tremendous actress for she's sure. B-list. She is a television actress. She's not primarily a movie actress. She is a tremendously talented actress. How to get away with murder, my friend. That's where she spends most of her time. Okay, but she's an Oscar and Golden Globe nominated actress. 
Yeah, but I mean, like, I under, no, I agree with you. My, I, she is not a well, television actress. Once you have uh, no, the she's nomination, a feature, yeah, she's a feature film. She's once a, you have to get away with murder. That's no, that is a very well-known show that she is in. But she, her, she's she, the lead character. Yeah, yeah, like after, Kevin Spacey is in House of Cards. Yeah, after, but he's not a TV yeah, actor. Yeah, this is after she's already been in three or four very, very successful, large, large ensemble films. Like, what was the one that she was in? Uh, the the help, the yeah, help. the help. That's right. The help. She was. So she that was a big movie. Yeah. So, so you're saying she's had three or four movie roles, or she's had like thirty or forty movie roles? She, I think she's. I think she's she started the, out in TV, and now she's moving into film. Is that no? Does that she, fix it? She's yeah, been, she's. But been in film, my point though. being, like, that's the mm-hmm. having the tag of Academy Award nominated or winning or Golden Globe nominee mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. is bankable for the box office because you can add that to the titles as you selling it to other investors and but, especially the international market totally but i still don't think viola davis is Thank a you. Jesus. yeah I, I don't think oh uh, were we stuck on her name i was stuck on her name oh yeah viola i'm sorry <laughs> I, I was saying amanda wall yeah. but i like, oh, yeah, viola, I'm, davis. Uh, viola davis like i think she's a tremendous actress and uh, actor and uh and like totally kills it and yeah. anything she's in yeah uh but is she a is she a will smith no is anyone okay, no, no, on no, no. that let, cast let, list? Let a me Will redact Smith. that. Let me rephrase that qu- uh, answer because Viola Davis is bankable, as in when you're shopping around for money. Mm-hmm. That's bankable. Box office numbers is Will Smith. Um, Margot Robbie, I think, is also box. That's office. why Margot Robbie, Jared Leto, those are the three. Uh, yeah. The new movie that just came out, Oscar, um, pretty much Oscar, La La Fences. Oh. Fences, Denzel Washington, box office heavyweight, Viola Davis, bankable as an investors getting money to get the movie funded. Yeah. Granted, Gotham City Signers doesn't, well, it's not like independent films where you need investors to, this is backed by a major, yeah, money's already there, but they still, like, as a big studio, you still need to have backup plans and, like, Mm -hmm. fill in the gaps. And having that kind of name attached to this film. This project can help you get more investors and then have someone like Margot Robbie, who is up and coming mm-hmm. in the box office numbers, yep. to lead the the financial charge. See, I think that Catwoman is going to be your biggest star. Hmm. And here's why. Uh, you look at Batman v Superman. We got to think about it. Catwoman needs to be in a Batman film eventually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, they are going to cast her. Even if she is nowhere near being in a Batman film on the slate currently, you know that this character could... Sooner or later, she collides with Batman. Sooner or later. She is a Batman character. Mm-hmm. She's a Batman love interest. Yeah. Like, so either she's going to have her own movie, or and Batman's going to be in it, or ba- she's going to appear in Batman's movie. Either, no matter what, they're crossing paths at some point, what Hal mm-hmm. said. So they need, A, a bankable star that they could spin off into her own movie, right? Mm-hmm. And B... Uh, they need someone who can go opposite Ben Affleck. Well, not only opposite, they need somebody that's going to have some sort of on-screen chemistry with Ben Affleck. Yeah, totally. I wouldn't be surprised if they audition uh, whoever's going to be Catwoman with Ben Affleck. And yeah. also, you got to understand As a that screen age test too. also probably needs to be. Uh, she needs to be aged up a little bit. Uh, yeah, she's to, not going to. She's not going to be able to be in her twenties or thirties. No, she needs she's to be. Going to have to match Batman in his age. She needs to be at least in her, at least in order to to I guess. Mm-hmm. adequately opposite Batman mm-hmm. and make the ages more appropriate uh, opposite one another at least I think 35 
at the very least. Maybe you can get away with 30, but 20s is an absolute, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Hey, yeah. Ezra Miller. Ezra Miller's The Flash. The Flash is supposed to be the young character. Yeah. This character is a love interest for Batman who has been around in Batman's that's universe fair. for years. Yeah. She needs to at least be 30. She's, she's been around at as least long 30. As at least 30. Because that, he he that means when he was 28, 27, she was 18 or 17. Yeah. Yeah. He became she Batman needs to, at She needs 26. to have been around as long as Dick Grayson. And at if least. They, if they've already killed off Jason Todd at this point, yeah, she needs then to be she a, needs yeah. to have been around for a while. Right. Yeah. yeah. She needs to be older than Dick Grayson. Yeah. Yeah, totally I'm, I'm just racking my brain right now thinking of dude. Which we actress. totally sounds like, or we sound like Sports Center right now, except for <laughs> movie making. I'm racking so my brain this would right be now. Superhero Center. Yeah, <laughs> Superhero Center. Just to finish up my thought on Catwoman, mm. like they can cast whoever they want, they can cast whatever age they want. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No matter what, they'll probably make it work. Jeff Johns is doing it. I, I think they'll make it work. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying, like the new fifty. My biggest. The problem with the new 52 is the ages just did not make sense. Like, you have Dick Grayson, Jason Todd, Tim Drake, uh, uh, Damian Wayne, uh, uh, Barbara Gordon, and all these characters are, like, like within a year of each other in order to make Batman still relatively... I think Batman's, like, 35. So it's like, I think Dick Grayson and, and Jason Dick, were, like, a year apart-ish. Dick Grayson was with Batman for nine months, and then yeah. he shifted over to... Who's next? Jason Todd. Jason yeah. Todd was next, and then he shifted over to. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it's like you look into the timelines of that, and you're like, wait, <laughs> wait so like, a minute. I, I'm thinking like, in order to make you me not go, wait a second, they they would need to age up I'm, Catwoman, and I think a big star is is a big push. She's a, Catwoman's a huge, huge character. I mean, mm-hmm. if they age her up, that would be prime a prime move to cast someone who's a bankable actor because. They're more established somebody, and they're older. Somebody with a better career. Yeah. Who do you guys think would be a good option before we close out? Hmm. I I don't know how old Kate Beckinsale is, but I think she would be good. Oh, just no. in my head. Really? That's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Just in my head, like I, I mean, I could totally be wrong, but like I don't know how old she is. is she her, still all of her work in Underworld. Yeah, I could totally. Well, see yeah, those. no, I, Kate I, I see is that. Absolutely gorgeous. Oh, she's a yeah. She's but beautiful. is she still bankable? They're on their fourth Underworld. I think so, dude. I think Kate Beckinsale is bankable. Here's the thing. Okay, okay. I think it's not just bankable, but potential to be bankable. Mm-hmm. Can this, like... Dude, look how look at Margo, her filmography, dude. She's been in a ton, Yeah, dude. Total oh, yeah. Recall. What? Like, mm-hmm. he was in Total Recall? <laughs> the new yeah, one. she was. The, the new one. one. The oh. remake? Nice. With, with what's his face? Oh, God. Drawing a blank. Colin... Bad Boy. Kate Beckinsale is 43 years old. Colin Farrell? Yeah, Colin Farrell. <laughs> She's forty three. I think Ben wow. Affleck is a year younger. They're within they're within a, a year yeah. or something mm-hmm. of themselves of each other. And she um, looks she looks great. It, she it, look it would not be hard to sell her as is five or six years younger than Batman. If they told me tomorrow that they cast Kate Beckinsale as Catwoman, I would I'd buy it. I'd be like, mm-hmm. okay, that makes sense. Who else do you guys think? Uh, what do you guys think about Angelina Jolie? No, but I could see. I, uh, uh, I could who, see her, but I don't. Who was Anara from Firefly? Uh, I can't ever say. She's already name. a character in. Is she? She's she's in Gotham. She's in Gotham, and uh, not in DC's movies, but she's in Gotham. She's also in Deadpool. So, uh, how many people have crossed over from Marvel to DC? I mean, I guess you could do it. Currently, like, there's currently it. there's four. Yeah. Um, who else? How old is? Uh, she, okay, so uh, Angelina Jolie is 41, mm-hmm. and I could, 
I'm not I'm not a huge Angelina Jolie fan. I don't dislike her, but I don't she really like any of her stuff either. She wasn't terrible and wanted. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, she's 41, so mm-hmm. she's an appropriate age, still very beautiful. What about Anne Hathaway? I'm just kidding. Sorry. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> what? I feel like we're going back in time. I'm sorry. Um, Halle Berry. <laughs> I actually, Halle, Get okay. Out. Okay, now let, let, let's talk about that for a second. What if Halle Berry was given another shot? What if she was given another shot? She she we is Academy Award nominated, isn't she? No, she is Academy Award winning actress. Yeah, no, she won an Academy Award for Monster Wasn't Ball. her fault the script was bad. Given a chance to be in a better movie with a better script, with a better director, uh, she's 50 um, years old. Well, she's a good amount older than Ben Affleck. Huh. Wow, she's 50 years old? Yeah. Oh, my God. Good for her, man. I did not know. I did. I had no idea. I thought she was like 40. Yeah, no. Nope. Wow, That's, she looks great for age. She I does. Can't think of her name now. From what? Ooh, you know who would be good? Uh, she'd have to have Mad an American Max. accent though. Most recent oh. Mad Max. Felicity oh, Jones. Uh, what was it from Mad Max? Um, Most recent. Charlize Theron. Theron. I would. St- I would sign on board for Charlize Theron as she's as great. Catwoman. She's a great actress too. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, she's an amazing actress. What about Felicity Jones? Nope. I couldn't see it. She looks too young. She's thirty three. She's not super young. She's right there, man. She yeah. She's she's bankable. She just doesn't. She I, has played young though. She's super bankable after after Rogue One, and she doesn't have any sequel obligations. What about the movie about? Uh, um, yes, she does. She's signed for a sequel. A sequel for Rogue One. <laughs> Look it up. She was signed for a sequel originally. The I know. I said last week that uh, I really wanted to see the cut. That spoiler alert for Rogue One. I know I really want. <laughs> I know I said last <laughs> week that I really wanted to see the cut that he originally cut. The yeah. cut that he originally uh, filmed. The reason they went back for recuts is because they didn't kill everybody off the first time. Yeah, I know. Huh. She was. She is signed for a sequel. What about what about uh, huh. what about J Law? I was about to ask what about J Law. Jennifer Lawrence. You know J- how old J Law is? No, she's my age. I know. She's oh, twenty six. She's, she's like twenty six or twenty seven. Wow. Oh, this she's kid's too young then. this kid's what we're about to talk about is the other side of bankability. Jennifer Lo- Jennifer Lawrence is in a little bit of trouble right now. I doubt they would put her front and center. Oh, she's, she's got some stuff to clean up after the filming in Hawaii. Mm, yeah, she I did, saw that. Yeah. What happened? She, she said some very inappropriate things and did some very did some really things. inappropriate things in Hawaii. Mm. She's got a little. Uh, she's got a little PR to do. Hmm. She is. She was born August 15, 1990. She is several months younger than I am, actually. <laughs> I don't look see at her, her. as Catwoman. I don't see her as Catwoman either. Um, no. Ooh. Who? Who'd you um, say? Ooh. Uh, 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 she played uh, Psylocke. Uh, Olivia Munn? Yeah. No. No? Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Tony. No, no, I'm just, hey. I'm just throwing names out there, bruh. I like Olivia Munn. I think she. I, I gotta shoot you, okay? Who were you gonna? So Tony, uh, Tony had a your, suggestion. Your I got was, an idea. Your brain was wrinkling there for so, a So okay, I got two ideas. The first one's really extreme. I don't know if you guys are gonna like it. What about Natalie Portman? She's Natalie really Portmanteau. Hmm. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portmantoni. I feel like I don't know. I, I saw I the double Portmanteau. I, that. I, I wouldn't the mind that. I saw the Padme rap. I could see her being Dude, hardcore. Dude, I mean, and she is an incredible <coughs> actress. Are you yes, fucking is. kidding me? She's in. She is one of good. my favorite actresses she's of so all good. time. She's thirty-five, but I feel like uh, so she's she matches she the age mm-hmm. uh, for sure. It. 
But I I would be a bit concerned that uh, she may not be down after the whole Thor debacle. Ooh. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she was, was not there a stoked on that. Or was she not just not happy after the second one? She was. I don't think she was happy after the first one. Well, I know she had a sour taste in her mouth about long-term contracts after mm-hmm. Star Wars. So. Yeah. Which means that if she if she's Catwoman, mm-hmm. you're yeah, signing she's around probably for a few. seven movies. She's around the, for a few at that so, point. That's another example of first impression because I feel like she really hit peak popularity with Star Wars, and that's mm-hmm. most people's first impressions of her. And yeah. they think that she's not that good. And I'm... Oh, God. What? She's fantastic. Have you seen, yeah. Have you yeah. seen any of her other Dude. movies? Yeah. Oh, my God. What she if, is an amazing actress. actress. Have, you seen, have you seen anything from Jackie yet? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen some... Oh, oh yeah. goodness. I've seen some scenes. My second one was Rebecca Hall. Rebecca Hall was the supporting lead in The Town. She was also mm. in The in, in, mm. uh, the Prestige. Picks? Yeah. Uh, she's right here. Oh, wait. Oh, mm. Jackie. Okay. Yes. I remember. Yeah. Okay, uh, I can see her, and she's and she's very mm-hmm. brooding. She's a very brooding actress. Like mm. she can actually, she can pull off the whole sullen, uh, brooding style. Mm-hmm. Well, the um, her her performance in the town was really really great, dude. Black Swan, don't, <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> we were talking about Rebecca Hall. These girls I'm- be acting crazy when they dance in Black Swan. Oh God, Leon the professional. V for yes, Vendetta? The profe- no, 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 it's it's the professional. It's just uh, the Leon professional. the professional. It's the okay, professional. fine, whatever. Leon Colin, the professional. V for Vendetta. V for Vendetta. Yeah, when she shaved her head live. Yeah, she the is. Tears were real, everyone. Those Amazing. Were real. Those were real tears. So, so were the hair clippings. So, yeah, that was real. What about like uh, someone who's a TV actress or something? Like who? Uh, Rashida Jones. Who? Throw a little ethnicity in there. Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones. She was Ooh, Anne, Anne yeah. on uh, Parks and Rec. Quincy Jones' daughter or granddaughter? Yeah. Granddaughter. Wow. I don't even know if I, I believe any of these suggestions. I'm just throwing ideas out there. Yeah, me too. Like, oh, I can see, see her that? as that. That could be okay. Rashida Jones actually did a very, uh, a really, really great uh, well, you know, documentary if a, recently. If Elijah Dushku is throwing her hat into the ring, what about Summer Glau? I mean, <laughs> Summer Glau. Mm. Summer Glau. Uh, I don't see her as Calvin. song. She played We're not River Song, River River from Firefly. Uh, uh Terminator, Ter- uh Sarah Chronic Connor Chronicles. Yeah. It's a tongue oh. twister. Uh, uh t- I don't see her as Catwoman. Oh god. I no. can't either. Mm. What? If Elijah Dukeshku can throw her hat in the ring for it, so can Summer Glau. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. How does everybody feel about Eliza Dushku? Did we get everybody's opinion on that? I am not sold. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was that? Eh, that turns uh, that turns okay. Batman into a pedophile. No, she's like in her thirties. Wait, what 30s? is Summer Glau in, in in Deadpool? Summer Glau's not in Deadpool. She's not in Deadpool, right? I thought. Oh no, no, that's a different actress. I'm sorry. I'm I'm confused. Excuse dude, me, dude. Summer Glau is. I don't or see Eliza her. Eliza Dushku's as... 35. Same age as a uh... dude. Hella bringing on, bro. I I don't. I, I there's. Oh, Mickey, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, hey Mickey. Mickey. Hey Mickey. Hey Mickey. <laughs> Hey Mickey. Hey Mickey. I, mean, I don't really sh- see what her. What the shit is happening here? <laughs> Thanks for tuning into another episode. Is this a millennials thing? This is a millennials thing, isn't it? Probably a millennials thing. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into another episode of Hawk Talk Z. <laughs> if you guys like the show, <laughs> be sure to support us over on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash ismahawk. Help us produce the new projects that we're trying to produce. Help us launch our new studio and all the projects we're making on the second channel. Help us. Help you. Help us help, help you. Help us 
help you. It's true. That, that was my Tom Cruise moment. Is that supporting us over on Patreon means more awesome content for you guys. If you guys are a fan of Ismahawk, if you guys are a fan of the, the shenanigans that we do here and all the stupid stuff we, we are, then, uh, then be sure to support us. I forgot. And uh, yeah. follow us on Twitter. I'm at Danny Lachette. Jeremy's at Jeremy Lee with three Ys. Tony's at Walk on Tony. Is Hal is at Pixel Art Props on uh, the Facebook. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll mention that in one second. And make sure to uh, follow, like us on Facebook. We're uh, facebook.com slash Ismahawk. And Hal is uh, facebook.com slash Pixel Arts Inc. Pixel Arts Inc. And one last thing before we end the show. Uh, Eliza Dushku voiced Catwoman in Batman Year One. Oh! Which, which could be why she was throwing her hat in the ring. That's hey. exactly why. I'm sorry. I forgot to mention that. I definitely read yeah. that. <laughs> My bad. Good job, man. Wow. Sorry okay. for not providing all that information. <laughs> Jeez. But until next time, we love you, and we hope that you love us. And if you don't love us, well, then... It's totally understandable. We're assholes. We that still love the, you, though. We still love you. the story of my life. <laughs> yeah. I want you to want me. Me. Oh, God. I want no. you to want me. No, I want oh, you is that, oh, you're doing Christmas. To want you. me. No. I got better fish to fry. Okay. Hey, you. No. I love no. you. No. I love no, you. You're not. See, <laughs> Voice, I love you. The voice, the voice do- is the voice, like this. The voice you're you're doing. doing. Uh, this is what I'm doing. The same thing it's as you. Not, it's, it's not. Count, no, count it to really ten. isn't. It's the same, same thing <laughs> as you. You sound like Seinfeld a little bit. It's you. <laughs> count no. to ten. Who One has two these syllables. People? Yeah. Oh my God. Who are <laughs> these no, people? No, no, you don't know what you're doing. No. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Jimmy Fallon Seinfeld is the best Seinfeld. No. What are you doing? You can't. You can't keep walking on the sidewalk. I'm walking here. What's no. with the airline food? Yeah. What's okay. up with that? Yeah, that's great. I love Seinfeld. All right, guys. <laughs> Eliza Deuces. Eliza Deuces. <laughs> that's Tony in high school was an Eliza douchebag. Oh, thank you. I just, Count you know, Eliza Dushku. Guys, don't ever be human because you won't ever live it down. <laughs> <laughs> don't ever be human. <laughs> Are uh, we human? I'm Oh, are we Mitsubishi done. Lancer? What? What? I'm the vehicle by Mitsubishi, the Lancer. Yeah, I, how did you get to how? how did you go from human to Lancer though? Are we human or are we Lancer? The sky is something, the something, something. This is why my office has a lock on the door. Count Eliza Mitsubishi Lancer. Tiny <laughs> Meanwhile, on the superhero center, yeah. Dick Grayson and Oliver Queen discuss this week's villain of the week. Catwoman movie. What is this? Trash. <laughs> Street trash named Desire. <laughs> What is, I want to know what her name is. I gotta take a. I gotta take a piss, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. Hey, Jeremy. I gotta take a piss. What's the feeling, lovely? Hey, Jeremy. Jeremy. Hey, That's, what are you talking about? That's my wife. You need better cable management. Shut up. I'm gonna switch all these to wireless. By the way, Jeremy. Jeremy, you need better cable. No, dan-ment. I heard you the first time. I chose to ignore. Did you hear that, Tony? Shut up. He needs better cable management. Shut up.
How? How did you get that? Yes. And did you hear? Up, I said cable management. You were stupid. Long distance ass. high five. You were stupid. That's stupid, my girl. Stupid, stupid ass. 